it is a process. So if 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 your audience doesn't take anything else from this, you'll know, have a process or system that works in your mind and in reality. Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a community leader who's looking to really build your community through the power of email? It's the first chance you have to get in front of the right people, and you should make the most of it. So many community leaders take the template approach, and you've lost your community before they've even found you. How about crafting the perfect welcome series instead? You can grab my guide, Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series, at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Discover the tips and tactics I use to help my clients get up to an 80% open rate. When people open those first few emails, they're more likely to continue opening your messages, engaging, and buying from you. Build your community the right way with a welcome series that converts. Grab your copy at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Welcome to another exciting episode of the Audience Converter Podcast, where we're talking all about what does it take to grow and bring in the right audience for you and your business, and then convert them into long-term clients and customers. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, marketing strategist, and conversion copywriter. And today, I'm really excited to introduce yet another wonderful friend that I have met from many podcasting events, Ken Bader. Ken is a trainer, consultant and all-around culture-first guy. He's all about building a culture of people who want to come to work and, of course, people who want to be a part of your business, either as clients, customers, or employees. He's the host of several podcasts, including Cool Culture Corner, say that five times fast, and author of the book, The Formula for Business Success, B plus C plus S. So, Ken, I'm so excited to have you here and welcome to the show. Great talking to you, Kim. You know, how come I only get to talk to you on your podcast? You're amazing to have a conversation with. Well, thank you very much. You know, every time we we reach out and we're like, yeah, we should connect, we should connect, we should connect. And then like weird things happen, like the events we were supposed to meet at uh, get canceled or, uh, you know. These pandemic things happen and there's no conferences, basically things like that. Right? It's a little crazy, but you know, you go with the flow and you do what you can. So Ken, I'm super excited to have you here. Welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you. Super excited to be here, my friend. Awesome, awesome. So, you know, we, we touched a couple of the different things that you do, trainer, consultant, culture. That's all, you know, the titles. I want to know, though, what inspired you to get started in this thing of focusing on culture, making sure that it's a huge part of business? Because a lot of people out there, a lot of, a lot of trainers, a lot of speakers out there, it's all about, you know, what are the tactics for building a business? What are the strategies for building a business? And they kind of forget the fact that businesses are there to, to help people. So I would love to know, Ken, a little bit about your journey for becoming this person who's all about culture and the formula for business success. Well, the short answer is I got canned. I got fired and I needed to do something. <laughs> That's a great answer. Uh, let's dive a little bit deeper into that. So oh, we have more time. Okay. Uh, well, I was, I was VP of marketing and business development for a, uh, a fairly large $4 billion financial institution outside of Chicago, Illinois. 
mostly through the late 90s and then in the early 2000s, partially because of a merger and partially because of my own ignorance, which frankly is probably another show, I got canned. I got fired. I was available for other employment, as we like to say. But through the work that I had done for this particular institution, it became very clear that brand culture and strategy all needed to work together. And so as I often kind of half joke, I'm not the brightest bulb on the tree. I'm not the sharpest knife on the drawer, even though I've got a few degrees you know, sitting on the wall. But yeah, it, it, it became clear to me that I needed to create brand culture strategy or what I call the B plus C plus S formula for my own self to keep everything straight, to have those buckets in my mind of, you know, how does this all work together? And eventually I came up with the idea and the theory that that it's all about one what's the image we want to promote out in the public or the brand what's the experience we need to create both for and through our employees in other words the culture and how do we drive more of the right business to our business the strategy if we can get those three things answered and be very clear on what we need to do in those three areas we're going to be a heck of a lot farther along than the businesses that don't Absolutely. And I love that you said, you know, you you had this great background in being a VP of marketing and realizing that, you know, brand and culture and strategy kind of all work together and they're not individual things. And I love that you gave a definition of what each of those means, because so oftentimes we'll find ourselves at crossroads, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody's talking strategy and I've got what strategy means in my mind and they've got what strategy means in their mind and they do not remotely resemble each other, right? Right. Right. And those definitions work for me in in trying to to learn and really delve into this. And I would say from about 1999 till about 2005, and that goes through the time that I was VP and the time that I started beta training and consulting, I dove into a bunch of books, uh, a number of seminars and so forth to, to really learn this. And that's just simply what worked in my head and the definitions that you know, seem to make everything make sense in my mind. I've seen, you know, other experts, other thought leaders out there that use slightly different definitions that mean the same thing or, you know, basically have a somewhat different formula, but it works for them. So so while my B plus C plus S isn't the end all be all, it is a process. So if 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 your audience doesn't take anything else from this, you'll have a process or system that works in your mind and in reality as long as it's working then then you got something there you know don't just simply wing it as i used to do <laughs> absolutely you know it, it's really tempting right to wing it or to say oh look i have this strategy but that strategy is basically claiming you have one and then not actually putting forth any effort or plans or steps and you know you've mentioned uh, before a couple of times and it's the name of the book the b plus c plus s formula so can we dive in a little bit into what that is and and why it's important for people to use in their business no, you have to buy the book, Kim, and simply read it during your podcast, everybody. 
well, you weren't I, you expecting know, that answer, were you? <laughs> my, my voice is, uh, is kind of going, so if I have to read an entire book out loud, uh, no one's going to know what it is. So maybe give a brief overview. You know, we, you, I actually do need to have an audio version of the book, so so maybe you could do that for me. How's that? <laughs> you have a better voice than I do. <laughs> oh, thank you very much for that kindness. <laughs> Anyhow, go, go to actually answer your your very straightforward question. The book is is just that what I explained uh, just a few minutes ago on brand culture and strategy. It dives into how everything needs to work together and exactly how you can build the proper brand culture and strategy at your business. Technically, it's not a workbook, but if you follow my book, which I found from, from many people that have read it, have told me that it's, it's very easy to read. Some folks have even said they've gotten through it on a, on a four to five hour plane ride. Uh, so that's, that's good to know. But it basically details, you know, how you, you need to create your image, you know, how the culture and, and your employees really need to support that brand and create an experience, not only for the customer, client, or member, but just as importantly uh, for themselves, for each other, and, and how to build a strategy. You know, I, I've, I've seen in many instances in my work over the last almost 20 years that, that I can all almost always peg the issue with one of those three buckets. Sometimes it's they have this great culture and they have strategy and goals, but they're like a best kept secret. They don't have a brand that draws people to them. You know, other times they have this great visual branding and brand messaging, which, you know, you're an expert on, Kim, and they draw people to their business. But the culture is so crappy, to use a technical word, that they can't have repeat customers. You know, it's like a lot of restaurants do that. They drive people in one time and the experience sucks so bad they never come back. And then the other extreme, which is, okay, we're driving people to the business and we have this great experience, but we don't have a strategy that allows us to make a consistent cash flow, to be able to get out of our own way, to be profitable and to continue to build and move our business forward. So that's what the book helps to do. It, it helps to shore up your issues and it helps you to understand exactly how brand culture and strategy don't work in a vacuum. They all need to work together. Definitely. Um, you know, I feel that there are so many different things that need to work together, no matter what your business is. Oftentimes, uh, everyone you see kind of online in the online expert space, a lot of times, not everyone, but quite often what I'll find is somebody is claiming this one thing is going to make everything magically better, right? Master Facebook groups and everything's going to follow. Master pricing your offer and everything's going to follow. But really, it's everything when it works together. And it all, it all kind of has to integrate with each other. So that's kind of why I put a focus, right, on for the audience converter. It's not just about marketing. It's not just about management. It's not just about money. And it's not just about mindset. It's where all of those things come together that can really make you build that business that's going to draw in the right people and keep them around for years to come. Absolutely. You, you hit the nail on the head, Kim. I've, I've talked to many experts like yourself that do a wonderful job of driving business 
to a business, you know, as you say, you know, converting that audience into initial customers, and then the business just screws that up. They get them, and then they can't keep them. And then they want to complain, and I've seen this several times, whether it's with web designers, graphic designers, um, email marketing experts, social media experts, where they'll say, well, you know what? You didn't do your job. Our, our cash flow, our profits, our net income didn't grow. And it's like, well, no, if we, if we really, really look at this, we drove X number of new clients, new customers, new members to your place or prospects, and you you didn't convert them <laughs> or, or we converted them and you didn't keep them. You pissed them off so much that they never came back. <laughs> so true. Oftentimes I, I try and avoid using the word like leads when talking about building your list and building, um, building a business or any kind of marketing strategy actually. And I, I keep focusing on the word audience, right? I uh-huh. keep using that in everything I talk about because audience kind of puts into people's mind, Oh, that it's a group of diverse people that I'm speaking with, right? An audience at a at a concert when you can go to one of those again. Um, you know, <laughs> what's, what's an that? audience. I, I yeah, heard, I I know, heard right? there were these things. Thing. Yeah, they, I heard that there were these things. There were these venues called stadiums, in theaters, in places like this where people congregated and folks oh, and know. folks up uh, up in the at a thing called a stage played music. Yeah, <laughs> play music and put concert? on a performance. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. But the idea is, right, is people hear the word audience and then they think of a group of actual people. Mm-hmm. People hear the term leads and they're like, oh, it's another name on my list. It's another number on my list. And what I try and remind people about is so much of what people focus on when talking about lead generation is, as you were talking about, right, getting the traffic in, getting the right people into your business, getting people to know about you. But that's step one. Mm-hmm. Or maybe step two, or maybe even step zero, depending on how you want to look at it. Right. And then you have to continue. You have to continue the conversation. You have to continue the relationship. You know, the first time somebody joins your list, it's not the time to be like, all right, cool. I've got another person on my list. Guess it's time to put them into the latest email because the latest email is a sale and sweet, maybe they'll buy it. No, the, the right way, in my mind at least, to do it is to build an, a long-term relationship with people. Right. And that requires nurturing. It requires putting a focus on retention and putting a focus on, you know, the stuff that's not what people call quote unquote scalable, right? It's the stuff that's the personal outreach. It's the, hey, you know, I've noticed you haven't opened anything in a while. What can I help you with? Sending out a survey saying, hey, I'm looking to make sure that your experience is the best it can be while being on my list. What are you wanting to learn more about? All of that kind of stuff. Exactly. Exactly. I, I, I'm in one mastermind with, uh, with some other icons of influence from the New Media Summit. And one icon who's who's very, very sharp person and who's accomplished a lot more than I have in terms of podcasting was upset that, that they did a promotion and uh, after years of really just putting out content and not really selling or asking for something and and he reported that 25 to 30 percent of his list um 
what's the word I'm looking for, Rob? Didn't didn't unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Thank you, thank you. I knew, I knew, I knew my my expert that I'm talking to would give me the right word. I'm I'm, I'm an old man. I'm over fifty, so I can't remember complex words like unsubscribe. But about twenty five to thirty percent of his list unsubscribed, and he was really upset about that. And I asked, well, why are you upset? I said they did you a favor. You were given these people free content, free information for months, if not years, and they never bought a, a, a darn thing. And now when you actually tried to sell something, they unsubscribe. They did you a favor. They cleaned up your email list because if they weren't going to buy that after all of that info, after all that nurturing, they were never going to be your clients anyway. <laughs> yes, that's my whole approach. You know, I view every unsubscribe as a gift. And when people tell me, well, I don't want to bother my list, I inform them that you can't be bothering your list if you are giving value right? and you have their best interests in mind because when they unsubscribe, it's showing them they were never going to buy from you in the first place. And why would you want to continue to put effort and time and energy and resources and, you know, all of yourself into a relationship when the other person's not interesting in continuing it. Say thank you so much for letting me know and 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 the best of luck to you, right? Exactly. I, I've got a I don't have a huge list. My list is probably about sixty five hundred or so. And it never, ever, 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 ever bothers me when somebody unsubscribes. Maybe once it bothered me, but that was a different situation. Uh, it it I figure, okay, that's fine. You're just not part of my list little ecosystem here. And that's fine. God bless you. Go find somebody that that really can connect with you. Uh, It does bug the ever living crap out of me. And this is good for your audience to hear is if you've gotten on my list because you've grabbed some of my free stuff and you want to unsubscribe later, I have no problem with that. I hope my free stuff helps you out. But for the love of God, don't complain. (laughs) I'll go to my Infusionsoft and I'll see like there's three complaints. I'm like, what are you complaining about? And of course, it's somebody that grabbed my free white paper, didn't even type a real name in, and now they got an email from me and complained. Come on. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I I don't really know what you can complain about in that case, but you know, there, there is this uh, perspective, right? That uh, we have to be super thankful for everyone on our list and and we should kowtow to them, but look, it's your business and you need to be yourself. And if uh, the way you are in email, if they don't like that persona, if they don't like what you're talking about, if they don't like the fact that you asked them to buy something, then, um, you know, that's not a relationship that's going to benefit your business. But let's let's switch gears a little bit and talk about how you create that culture of people who want to continue working with you. So, you know, you mentioned that you, you've got what you call a small list, but you're, you're constantly in contact with them. So what are some of the tools and resources you're using to convert your audience from the freebie, uh, yes, I want to hear more from you, to the people who, who work closer with you? Sure, sure. Well, there's there's kind of two answers to that, because you mentioned about culture. Uh, when we talk about culture, and if you have employees, if you have a team, you, you really need to go from engagement to involvement, make those other employees you know, true brand ambassadors for your particular business. If you can't get the people on your own team that are working with you excited about what you're doing, how in the heck are you going to get you know potential 
real clients, members, and customers excited about what you're doing. In terms of conversion, what I'm doing right now, which is having some slow but solid success, is what I call, and you would probably agree, is planting seeds to be very, very transparent. You know, this crazy year of COVID-19, I have not added a new client in 2020 period. Uh, and part of that is is a number of wow. my number of my clients are financial institutions, restaurants, other service based businesses that have really, really gotten hit hard. Um, and especially when it comes to service based businesses like restaurants, hair salons and so forth, you know, they're, they're trying to survive, you know, <laughs> much less, you know, pay a consultant a few grand to give them some help. And I completely understand that. And on the financial institution side, even though they may not be struggling right now, they're waiting for the next shoe to drop in 2021, depending on the the employment numbers and so forth. But what I'm doing right now is, is planting seeds for the future and basically going on LinkedIn, making valid connections, you know, not just simply connecting with people blindly. Uh, but mm-hmm. making valid connections, people that I see that that should be in my audience, to use your language, um, that are potential clients sometime in the future. And what I'm doing there is doing very, very light engagement, meaning that yeah, I will tell them, you know what, I am not selling you anything. I just simply thought based upon your profession that you may be interested in one of my particular podcasts and I'll send a link. I say, I'm always looking for guests. I'm always looking for feedback. If you have any, you know, please go ahead and feel free to share with me. Or depending upon their profession, I might invite them as a guest uh, to my $9 a month uh, mastermind. Very, very low level of cost. Uh, it's actually nine ninety nine. I I lied. It's a it's, it's, it's ten bucks. <laughs> ninety nine cents makes all yeah. the difference, Ken. Yeah, exactly. You know, with some people, it actually does. Believe it or not. <laughs> oh, I I know the psychology of selling ending in ninety seven cents, ninety seven dollars, right, right. all that good stuff. But yeah. so we'll 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 even round it up. Ten bucks is I'll invite them as a guest to uh to one of my masterminds. And, and those seeds are slowly but surely beginning to bud a little bit. Uh, I see so much, you know, what not to do is to, to create a connection, whether it's LinkedIn, Facebook, via email, and then say, hey, you want to buy my $2,900 program today? Yeah. No. <laughs> yes, I know. Yes. It, it bothers me so much. It's like, oh, I thought we'd be a great connection. I just reached out. And the next message I receive is, hey, you know, I looked at your stuff and I think I can help you. Let's 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 book a $10,000 consulting package or yeah. something, right? Yeah, we've got a special name for those people in my hometown of Chicago. We call them jagoffs. Um, oh, yeah, okay. I've heard that term. <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I literally, when I make a connection, I just simply say, you know, hey, thought thought you might have an interest in the podcast if you want to be a guest if you're interested in being a guest if you're interested in being a guest on my mastermind just to check it out no cost you know 
that has has been working for me in 2020. Um, now it's up to me to convert them in 2021 <laughs> to to either a full time <laughs> mastermind or you know something a little bit more substantial so that that I can make more cash flow. And I'm very very fortunate, knock on wood, that all of my clients from 2019 are still here in 2020. Um, that's how I'm able to survive and thrive and all that other fun stuff because I created such a great brand experience over the years that even with COVID-19, they're staying with me, even some folks that are really struggling with cash flow. So I'm very proud of that. But you know, what, what has been working for me is, is planting those seeds and connecting with people legitimately without trying to sell them anything right off the bat. And that has increased my email list. It's increased my LinkedIn connections. Um, and, and that is going to pay dividends in the near future. I love that approach. It's so authentic. It's so true. And it's, you know, it's clearly coming from a place where you're like, look, I thought you might find this interesting. And I'm always about leading with value, right? And oftentimes I'll be like, you know, we connected. I think this one episode of the podcast would be a great fit for you. It, it really ties into the conversation we had. Here, take a listen and let me know if you have questions or feedback, right? Because uh, it's a very small ask for people, but it's also super valuable for them as well. So, you know, that's kind of what's been working for you. Uh, what's something that you've tried or, or that hasn't been working for you as well in terms of, of drawing in and converting your audience? You know, the traditional lead magnet has not been working for me. Um, you know, that at least not in 2020. And maybe it's my particular niche. Maybe it is just simply you know, 2020 and, and COVID and all this other fun stuff. But, um, you know, having having had the free white white paper, you know, having had the the free um, strategic session, per se, uh, which a number of us trainers, so-called thought leaders will offer um, that used to produce results that has not been producing results in 2020. And I think part of the reason that that may not be working is I've always, I always used to do that in connection with live conferences. And I hear we're not doing those anymore, kind of like the concerts too. So that may be part of the reason. <laughs> <laughs> so, so let's dive a little bit deeper into that. You said that lead magnets aren't working as well for you, but you, you've mentioned that you've been using a white paper. Have you tested other uh, lead magnet types uh, for reaching out to your people? No, that would mean I, I would have to do some work, Kim. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, and when you say that lead magnets aren't working, are you not getting people to sign up at all? Uh, diving a little bit deeper into this, is this people who aren't taking advantage of it all, of, at all? Or it just seems like the, the conversion time frame is a little bit longer, maybe? You know, it's, it's, it's probably a little bit longer. That's probably more of a valid look at that because the I, I am increasing my email list through the the white paper or the ebook, whichever you want to call it. Um, but um, usually in the process is is once they get the lead magnet, the next step is to uh, invite them to a, a quick strategic call. 
and that has worked in the past. I think what's happening this year, and I and I get it too, especially given my niche, is people are trying to to survive. They're trying to get as much free information as they can, and they take that. And then they're not necessarily willing to go to that next step of the process. I think that you know, it's possible too, you know, because and, and you would know better than than I would. Is these processes always change? You know what? Always what, change. What, what work, always change. Yeah, the you know you, you look you look at a, uh, an Infusionsoft or a ClickFunnels chart from 2018, and people catch on to those and are like, oh yeah, I know what the next step is. You're gonna you're gonna offer me this, and then I gotta talk to you on that, and then bam, I gotta spend ten thousand dollars. So I think that's the key in terms of branding that experience is switching up that process and system before everybody uh, gets gets their radar up. That's probably the best way of putting it. Absolutely. Well, you know, Ken, I want to say thank you so much for for sharing the behind the scenes of your business and how what's working for you and, and what's not working for you. I think it's really important for people to hear kind of like, you know, matter no matter what you see online, right? People are always testing new things and trying new things out. Uh, so we're almost out of time here. If you had one action step for people to take right now after listening to this podcast, what would it be? You know, the biggest action step is is to take the next logical step. You know, norm, normally I do have a, a brand culture or strategy tip, but this has been such a damn strange year, Kim. Um, it, it really is. And I think a lot of people are stressed. A lot of people are confused. A lot of people are scared. A lot of people are upset. But I, I think that the best advice that I could give everybody right now is, is to take a breath and, and take that next logical step. Not do it out of fear, not do it out of anger, but, but take it out of logic. And that logical step, you know, might simply be, you know, to have a strategy session. That next logical step, you know, may be to, to change your hours. That next logical step, you know, may, may be to, to, to reach out to, to new people via LinkedIn. Um, whatever that next logical step is, and, you know, frankly, you probably have seen this as well, is that people already know know what they need to do. They need someone to tell them to do it. Yeah, they don't always need, you know, one of one of us to 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 point it out. They just need one of us to help them draw it out of them uh, or or to validate what they're already thinking. So, mm-hmm. so I, I think the best piece of advice that I could give is, is you, you know what you need to do, take that next logical step, whether it's to, to work with somebody like myself or Kim, or just to get out of your own way and just do it and take some action. Absolutely. And, you know, one of the things we've been talking about is taking action and how Ken has been leading people from his lead magnet to maybe a next call. And another option you have out there, right, is to craft what I call a welcome series where you lead people from signing up for that lead magnet into learning a little bit more about you and building up uh, the relationship a little bit before making that next ask. And I detail how to do that exactly in the Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series guide, which you can go ahead and grab at theaudienceconverter.com slash 
giveaway. And Ken, you know, I want to say thank you so much for uh, coming on, for sharing your wisdom, for being willing to, to share the behind the scenes look at your business. If people want to learn more about you, about what you do, about the B plus C plus S formula, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, the best way to do that is to simply go to my website, which is www.btcinc.net. And if you want to learn more about the snapshot uh, to really dig into your brand culture and strategy alignment, you can go to that same URL and it's just simply slash snapshot. uh, And you can learn a little bit about that. Um, And uh, although the lead magnet hasn't been working, as well in 2020 i know i know that that your show is evergreen and you have tons of people listening to it so if anybody especially anybody that from that is an avid listener of the audience converter podcast uh if you uh, go on my website and just fill out that little contact us form uh say that you heard me on audience converter and you want a 30 minute b plus c plus s strategy session happy to do that complimentary for for all the folks that uh, are learning so much from you, Kim. Thank you, Ken, so much for that generous offer. Definitely make sure to take Ken up on that. He has some brilliant ideas. He's really great at at dialing in and helping you figure out uh, where in that B plus C plus S you're wanting to focus on in those next steps. Ken, again, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. My pleasure. Always great to talk to you, Kim. Fantastic. Well, everyone, thanks so much for listening. And until next time, keep calm and carry on. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.